Hi, welcome to With Bowl and Spoon. I'm Shelly Danko Day, and I am here today with my friend Ebony. You want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, Shelly. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. It's always great to see you. My name is Ebony Evans, better known as Farmer Girl Eb in the community. So the community knows you as Farmer Girl Eb. What does that mean? What do they think of when they think of Farmer Girl Eb? Okay, so. Farmer Girl Ebb, to me, and what I hope to present to the community is a number of things. First, it's an urban farmer. I'm also an educator, and I'm also a business owner. And I am, I would say, like a community supporter of fresh food, nutrition, all of that. So to me, and to what I want to present to the community, that is Farmer Girl Ebb and they respond. You have a store, you have a farm, <laughs> you have uh, an indoor hydroponic greenhouse that's like bionic, making tons of food. Um, so I wanna hear all about this, but let's talk about how you got started. Yes, all of that, all of this is certainly amazing to me. You know, I, I had no idea and still have no idea that things were going to end up where we are today. But I'm just getting started. It just it just started with me just as a mom, literally at home with my children, not thinking nothing about business, trying to become anything at all. It literally was you were just a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I taught yep, just as an educator. Yes, I'm tra transferred skills here. But um, as a mom... Um, as a teacher in the community that I currently live in, I was just um, in my backyard with my kids trying to just be normal and probably a little bit hiding from the community because um, I didn't know any teachers that lived around me growing up. And so I would just try to stay away from the kids that I taught and I just kind of hung out in my backyard. But I think the bounce of my son's ball just still brought kids around because he had a hoop that hung out in uh, an alley in the back of our house. And so um, that brought around kids first and foremost. And at first it was just like, okay, you know, let them play on the hoop and everything. But one thing led to another and they ended up in my yard. And uh, with them being in the yard, it was um, an experience for me and them because they were just interested in what I was doing at the time with my kids. And I was just growing a little bit of food. We just had some things planted out there um, and uh, some herbs and a few just pots of plants. And they were just interested in those pots and wanted to know more and more about them, started wanting to take care of them. And um, first it started with the girls and they just um just constantly was very curious about what exactly was going on with the plants growing and so i began to give them like little tasks you know you water you um you research this uh you do this it just kind of started like that and then the boys you know wanted to join because there were boys that would play on my son's hoop as well girls and boys and then um I just, you know, began to section off the back of my house, like a classroom. So it turned into like an outside classroom and they came back every single day. And I found myself- you had little stations. Yes, for the different I set up, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I found myself every day 
um, creating activities for them. You know, I, I then began to set up a, a table where they would begin to do art um, activities surrounded around agriculture. They may paint some rocks or draw an abstract painting of a plant, something there. Then it was another station where I had like, two laptops at the time and they would research the um, some seeds that I had or whatever we were growing to identify any problems and what we would do. And then that's, that's um, true commitment to the community to bring your laptops out for the kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Into it was the garden. Yeah, yeah. They were they were super excited, and I was just trying to find other ways to keep them interested. And so, um, and then uh, one of them got hurt. You know, a little small little um, cut on her knee. A little girl, she was running through the yard, and at that time, that's when I realized that, like. I was working with strangers, <laughs> like little kids, strangers. And I was, you know, essentially a stranger to their home lives. And I began to tell them all about me even more, like writing down my information, like give this to your mom and, you know, give this to whoever you live with. Tell them, you know, to call me. But also I began to show them how to take care of each other. And it created a sense of calmness for them. And that brought up about Dr. Day. <laughs> so then we started having Dr. Day. And that was where I began to show them how to weigh themselves and keep track of who they are, where they live, and, and, a, and a filing system. Um, so you had the, like files on each of these kids? Yes, we like began their... <laughs> to keep files uh, on, on each other. And so, and then I had um, a stethoscope. I taught them how to do like blood pressure, you know, how to begin to take care of one another. And then once things started growing, we started kind of weighing the food. That kind of came a little later, but um, it started with them weighing themselves and recording what exactly was going on. And so this was literally every day while we were constantly planting new things and taking care of what we had. Then we started putting greenhouses, protecting the food. And so I was just buying stuff, you know, getting like um, little pipings and plastic, all types of stuff. to just kind of built greenhouses. And it was just one of the most amazing experiences that summer. We grew over... 30 something vegetables and uh, herbs and I would give it to them to take home and more would come and we were thinking about like what we could do with it and I was like oh, I know what we could do we'll just uh set up a table in the back of the alley and we'll like have a farmer's market <laughs> and so I'm like tell your mom and you know we told a few people and people came out and they brought the food off of the kids. The kids sold it to people, each other, and they earned money. And the money that they earned, I was like, oh yeah, you know, so now you have like a bank, you know, because now we have all the things that it needs to create community, which is, you know, education, we're learning, um, we have food, uh, we're eating, we have uh, a care system, which is something like a hospital, and then we have a bank, and that supports all of a community. And I think I learned that myself, even in those moments of that, and that was that. And probably about a week later, they show back up like, hey, can we have our program again? It's like, it's not a program. 
wasn't a program. So you were essentially teaching them home ec, like home economics. Did you have home economics in school? I didn't. Not in that sense. You know, I, yeah. I remember having cooking. I guess that was considered home mm-hmm. economics. And we did take sewing. And we and we did. And us, I guess we, we made clothes. I forgot about that part of it. Um, oh, wait. So your program... Made yeah, we well, yeah, because we so when they became like doctors, you I had to create the idea things. that it was a program, right? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't totally wasn't that. So when we were having like Doctor Day, mm-hmm. I would like create little things so that they can like not mess up their clothes or um, little jackets. I was at the thrift what, were they store, surgery just, or something. Yeah, I was at the thrift store, man. Like little things, like yeah, they loved it. It was like so yeah. fun, so cool. I found myself looking for them every day. And you know, a, a few more things kind of happened that was kind of connected with that. I was I was in a mindset of what I was going to do with my life. To be honest, at that point, uh, I think at that point I was going to go and get my PhD, mm-hmm. and I couldn't take out another loan at that time. And I was sad. I didn't know what else to do. Um, the the job that I had been working at that time because I had left Pittsburgh Public Schools. I was pretty much over it and I didn't know what to do and uh so I was in a lot of deep mindset trying to think trying to figure things out and so all of that was going on and whenever the kids that came back and asked for a program I didn't know what that meant but I tried to entertain I thought and so as I entertained it it was very it was very much a spiritual journey from there because everything that happened after that was so much on how the name became you know out of the end uh, I watched uh, an avocado a sort of an avocado grow up right in my face that I fell through my body and uh, I, I slowed down and paid attention to what that meant and to me you know that meant so much I eventually turned it into a program. I, I, I fell back for about a year at that point, and I taught myself how to grow as much as I could, studied and, and failed and researched and started an organization called Out of the End, where all of those skills that creates community is what I desire to do. And growing food is where I'm at with it right now. Farmer Girl Ed came after that, believe it or not. Maybe during that, but not right during that time. When I thought about program, you know, that turns into nonprofit. That was like, what does that mean? That means nonprofit. And so I did what I needed to do to start a nonprofit. And I didn't know how to, you don't profit, you know, nonprofit. So, you know, what, what do I do to earn money? And, <laughs> Um, and what happened was, so I started that with the youth, but then some parents or adults, they wouldn't stop knocking on my door. They wanted my food in the back. They wanted the education. They wanted a, a course on anything. And so that's what I began to do just in my house. I started having courses on how to start seeds, um, how to make um, something out of these herbs, just giving away information. And, and believe it or not, people would pay for it and so that's how farmer girl abs started coming into play parallel to the organization once covid hit that kind of took off it, it, I mean, it slowed down the organizational side of it because it closed things down but as an urban farmer and as an educator 
it sped things up in my life because I feel like the community started needing a lot of what I had, which was information and the things I had just in my backyard. You figure stores were closed down. You couldn't get in them, let alone out of them. Um, and so Farmer Girl Ab took off more and more during the pandemic. I became more and more a Farmer Girl Ab. And um, before I knew it, I was um, selling my things that I grew under a pavilion in my community. I had got some permission from a city leader to occupy that space on the weekends. And more and more people from the community wanted to come out and support, I think, me during that time. And I think that's whenever like Pittsburgh and, and beyond began to know who Farmer Girl Ed was. Because not only was I selling um vegetables and uh, you know things nutritional things I was also and continue to educate it wasn't always just about you know buy this off of me it's more so what does this all mean you know and so it started tying together and there I met my landlord my current landlord where I opened up a fresh food corner store she was at first a customer and uh, we became friends and she was just like, I have the perfect thing for you. As a matter of fact, God told me to do this for you. It was very spiritual for her as well. And so as unsure as I was at that time, I decided to go for it. And I opened up the Fresh Food Corner store. I had to hire someone right away. So my cousin, Lonika, she left a 19-year position to come and run the store. Because realistically, as much as I love it, as great as it is, I am a community person. That's where I started. And that's that's my heart. That's my passion. I should I have to be in the community educating. Our organization out of the end since then has grown so much as well. Because thanks to you in part, we operate two urban farms and both of those urban farms are geared toward the community being educated on access to fresh food. So that takes up a lot of my time. And um, I've created other partnerships with, the, with different businesses and organizations um, all through that, which also brought about the freight farm. That is for the community. It was actually donated. It's a multi-partnership with that freight farm. It is a partnership between the National Council for Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, as well as West End Power as well as White Lily Baptist Church and Out of the Inn. So all of us together are in on the freight farm. So there's a lot to talk about there, but I just kind of wanted that's to- That's the um, bionic that, yeah. growing all system of that. Yes, 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 yes. There's so much. That's just, that's <laughs> there. There's so much to talk about in that. But I just kind of wanted to point out what has grown in our organization since all of this. And so- um, yeah, Shelly, stop me for a minute because I'll continue to go on and on. Well, one thing I want to, I want you to clarify is, out of the end, where does that name come from? Thank you for that. Um, so, it makes lots of sense to say out of the West End, but no, that's not where it uh, started from. And so, out of the end, like I said, uh, this journey has been very spiritual for me and trying to understand what was happening, I 
did what I only knew how to do. And that was to consult, you know, my higher power in my life because my life was changing as this was coming about. And I, I did everything that I knew how to do as I was feeling this. And I'm not talking about a feeling that you can feel. I'm talking about the feeling that was happening in my body as this was coming about. The only thing that I knew how to do was constantly go to God, go to the Bible, try to get some clarity of what was happening to me because I thought I was going crazy. I thought, and I think that people around me was thinking that as well. And so I, I kept going to the Bible. I kept going to the Bible, but I didn't know where to go. And there's a lot about the Bible that I've studied. I know a lot about. I've been in school for, and I, but I just didn't have the um, the direction on where to go. And so all I kept going was to the beginning of the Bible. I kept saying, "Well, let me just start. Let me just start at the beginning." And when I opened up the Bible, it's a logical place to start. Exactly. Yeah. I said, "Let me just." I had nothing <laughs> in me telling me where to go, but so I figured, "Let me just go to the beginning." And when I went to the beginning, I instantly started. I feel like negotiating with God, I guess, to say, like, I already know this story. Like, God, I, I already know this story. I literally, I know Genesis, God. I know this story. I know it backward before you took me to Hardy Bible School to learn this. <laughs> I know this story so much. And, okay, but I'm just going to start there. But I need for you to help me to understand it in a different context if that's what it is. Because at this point, I am a melanated woman who speaks English. I am not in my correct language. This book is English to me. And I know that there are things missing. And so I need clarity. And this was my plea to God. I'm like, because at this point, you know, I'm, I'm about to read. And I don't want to get lost anymore. And so I opened it up. And it was in the beginning. I said, God, I already know the story. And I closed the Bible. I said, I already know the story. I'm not about to go into this. And I was just like, all right. Opened it back up. And I was like, all right. What do you want me to see? So I'm going to just focus on the word in. And I was just like, all right. What does the word in mean? I did a lot of research on the word in. In. That word. I was just on it. I went were, through all types of. taking yep, that PhD energy. That right there. Yep. What is the word in? What are you trying to see me? Because this English word needs to. And so the only thing that I could think of was to just, the opposite of in, was out. So I wrote it over top in my Bible. And then the, I looked at the word the, and I did a lot of research on the, and at the end of the day, it's a preposition that supports the first word. There's nothing to change there. So I kept that. And in the beginning, it was, you know, do it exactly, did a bunch of research and all that. And to me, it, it just points to something being missing those three words and it hit me and it was like all right so in you know end out of the end in the beginning points to something being missing out of the end and I couldn't go I probably could have started rewriting the Bible at that point I started <laughs> just at least a little bit I think I did to be honest you know but I backed off of it but I stayed with those three you know, out of the end, right there. And then I remember also when I was trying to figure out, God, what's happening with me? I was in my backyard 
and the sun was beaming on me and I thought that something was running through my yard because I felt it. But when I looked closer, something sprouted, that avocado sprouted in my face and I felt it through my body. I didn't know what to do with that then. But when I began to tie it all together, I felt like out of the end, it came up from out of the end, out of the end. I was tying so many things together mm -hmm. for out of the end to make it make sense. And I was just like, okay. And I just, I didn't know that I was going to name the organization that. I'm just saying that that's where it came from. And I stayed stuck on out of the end. And I just felt like from out of the end is the base because the black community, the community I come from, had no base. And that's that financial structure of the community. There's so much to this, and I don't want to get lost in you know, anything. But the base, from out of the end, is the base that makes one sound. And I don't know where that came from, but that's what God gave me. And I'm still trying to make sense of it. The only way I've been able to make sense of it is in a business world, and as a business model and that I just will work <laughs> to, to create if that's what God got me here for I know it's not just me for me but I felt like from, from out of the end what I want to help create through our programming is right now a bunch of farmers and or business owners Okay, right? And I want them to be able, you know, especially the youth, to be able to dream big. If it's in the agriculture world, uh, you know, or, or in the um, financial world, in the healthcare world, whatever, dream big. And let us help you get there, right? But all of us adults that's doing that can create the base while we are educating these youth to become who they need to be, who they want to be. And when they get there, when they have, you know, things in place, to have a financial structure for them to settle on, to be able to grow, is what we have to do. Or they end up like us. Or we, or I'm, or this is for nothing. Or, you know, like, or this is for nothing because I am not doing this for me. It's over. You know, it's not for me. I don't know how long God's going to let me live, you know, to say. But if God put me in this position to create this type of organization, then my job as Farmer Girl Ed is to build with other people business people, business minded, that understands community, what's going on and out of the end, to now understand the financial structure that needs to get in place to catch them. Yep. You've created that net, but also I think it's out of experience and I've heard you talk a little bit about the barriers that you've had to overcome and, you know, starting all these businesses and doing all these things that would be overwhelming to many, many people. The legal stuff and like the LLCs and the insurance and having to get all of those in a row, all, all of that stuff worked out. 
but you did you have help with that or is that something that you just figured out on your own but it seems like those are the things that you want to make easier for other people right so talk a little bit about your um yeah so I would say that they are things and have been things that I've had to figure out on my own I think that as I tediously grow through all of these things all of these businesses and things I have learned to have a teachable spirit or I have the mindset of just remain teachable and when I come to those instances and situations to where I have to level up and get insurances and do the LLC and things like that I then compartmentalize what I need to do to get there it's a lot of hard. times yes. I, I would be in a puddle. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard. And I'm not going to say that there are yeah. tears. There's times that yeah. I, I, I cry. I told, I just said yesterday, there are times I cry every night. Not times, it's not always sad. It's not, I'm not always crying because I'm sad and everything is wrong. And, you know, no, that's not the case. It's, 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 it's sometimes overwhelming. Sometimes everything is right. Sometimes it's scary for everything to go right. You know, <laughs> um, But also, when, you know, those things come through of approval, yes, or, you know, all those, um, you know, the LLs, all that, it lets me know that I'm doing what my spirit, what God is telling me to do. You know, like, it's like, do it scared. A no from God is a no from God. You know, I understand when if things don't go through or things or if I'm trying to move too fast because all of those things that... I tell you I want, you know, I'm only on the food part of it. There's no, nothing else in real movement, you know, right there. But, but there was some, sometimes I'll want to start jumping on, I want to, I need to create a bank. <laughs> you know, I need to, you know, and it's like, no. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't have anything in place that it takes to get there just yet. So. Focus on where you are, you know. And so I have to train myself to be in that and to not be overwhelmed. I don't know where that, what that strength is. It's just God. It's just God. A lot of people ask me. I'm like, yeah, I get tired, you know. I, a lot goes on, but I get I'm tired more, just looking at your Facebook posts. I'm crying. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Sometimes I get tired looking back at it. But um, I think the passion that God gave me, it's like, I, I can't expect for anybody to understand it like that. You know, I, I really can't. Uh, it is a lot. But God begins to put the people around me to make it all happen. You know, sometimes even with Facebook, I always tell people don't get caught up with that. Sometimes it, if I posted today, it could have happened last week. You know, it's not necessarily something that has happened right now. You know, I take a lot of pictures or have a lot of things, you know, and I may be laying in my bed and have been there for two days, but I posted what <laughs> happened last week and you might have thought it happened today. Um, that's strategic Facebooking. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You know, good. and so, and I understand that it, it does confuse a lot of people and so, you know, or make you people. Don't have, not, you make, don't have to give up all your secrets. Yeah. You know, podcast. but I understand that, you know, because sometimes people do, you know, they ask or, or they think that they need to be doing all of what they see me doing in order to maybe succeed or think that that's what success looks like you know 
it's not that, you know, and I'm very um, transparent about trying to figure it all out. You know, I'm just a person that don't want to drop the ball nowhere, especially in the community. You know, I, I think that a lot of if, if it is, I'm just not going to drop the ball. I'm just not. It's not even that I'm afraid. I'm just not going to drop the ball in the community at all. And that's just what it is. And so I don't expect for nobody to understand where this energy that comes from. Half the time, I don't understand where it comes from. A lot of times I don't have it. You know, I lay down. I still yeah. want a healthy marriage. I still have to be a mom, you know, and now all that happens. You take vacations. All yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. You know, all of that. And I'm learning to gauge it all, you know, so it's been a whirlwind of four years, honestly. Yeah. Right now. And I have no plans on slowing down. None. None. So what's next? Yeah. That's, Is that that's what you're gonna ask question. me? Yeah, what's well, next? Well, actually, I wanted to I wanted to go back a little bit okay. further. Like, so when you're uh, growing up, did you grow stuff? Did your parents grow things at home? Did, was that any part of your none history? of my story? Okay. Yes, no, that okay. is not my story. Or was growing... there business in your in your family history in the past? Ah, uh, no, that's that's not my story. Um, I didn't grow up. Uh, honestly, I grew up with a very poor relationship with food very poor relationship with food. I don't remember much access to fresh food at all. When it came down to vegetables, uh, we ate canned food, canned vegetables on special occasions. Um, we didn't go hungry, you know, we weren't hungry, but we just didn't access fresh food. I don't remember seeing anything growing. Gardens, nothing like that. That is just not my story. Um, I just as a mom, as a mom, like I said, I just started growing stuff. You know, started with my oldest daughter. Hey, you know, we just grow a plant or something. You know, for a project, she starts. I think she grew something for a project one time when she was in like second grade. Oh, science, she picked something, and we were interested in it. And it was nice to watch it grow, and it was really cool. And we grew tomatoes, and then when the tomatoes came, we like gave them away. We didn't eat one of them. Neither she don't eat them, and neither do I. But we liked it, and I always remembered that. And she would always give me like a plant or you know something, you know. So it was always you know something cool like that. But then when I had my other two kids, we had, I had moved away from my family out of the neighborhood that I was from, and. I was trying to, you know, I had a backyard. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with my kids? Oh, let me start a little plant with them. Let me maybe grow a tomato plant. Um, I had some herbs growing back there. And so it kind of started like that. It wasn't, you know, anything that I thought would ever turn into what this is. I had no plans on or no clue that it was going to turn into what it what it did and to be honest once I started putting it out there on social media I had been doing it for more than almost two years at that point because I wasn't even thinking about putting it on social media or telling the, the next person or anything like that I was just being a, a mom first um, a community member to, that was safe the, I had these kids that was coming around that I didn't know they didn't know me and I had to be safe for them. See, I grew up in the projects and we roamed. 
and that wasn't always safe. It wasn't, you wasn't always gonna end up at somebody's house and it was a safe situation. And your mom might not know, you know? And what I learned, even in the community that I live in, that sometimes that's still happening. It doesn't have to happen in a project. Kids are roaming neighborhoods and they can be trusting. You know, if they think that, you know, you look trusting, they might come over to you and want to, and I had to, you know, really see that happening. And I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, these kids, they, they wouldn't go away. They would be like, can I use your bathroom? I would be like, go home. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't let you in my house, you know, but um, that was happening. And so I was like, I, what am I going to do? You know, be mean to them or create a safe space. And I always remember the people who created safe spaces for me. I was able to go to some people's houses and love it there. And so I just started creating that, you know, I'm like, well, I'm just going to create something for them to love it. And then I started loving it. It was the better side to me of educating. It, it was still the, is. the community part of it and the, the protective part of it. All of that. Yeah. yeah. That, that it just had to happen. When did you start eating vegetables? Did you eat what you grew when you had the garden in your backyard? I did not, believe okay. it or not. I did not. The most that I did was I would make teas out of the herbs. Uh-huh. I would make smudges out of the herbs. That kind of started the business of making money. I, I, I don't quite know. I feel like I'm still learning to eat vegetables, believe it or not. I really am. I do know that I recognized that I did not recognize vegetables um, during that time. And still now, um, and I'm really big on identification, whether I've ever eaten it or not. Um, I was 18 and I realized that I didn't know what Brussels sprouts looked like. I didn't know what asparagus looked like. And I was embarrassed, <laughs> trying to embarrass somebody else. <laughs> and I got embarrassed. And I realized that not only had I never eaten those vegetables, I didn't even know what they looked like. And I had a negative connotation on some vegetables. And so for that, I wouldn't even entertain certain things, you know, so. TV wrecked a lot of vegetables. Yeah, Sesame Street, I'm going to put them out there. I would always (laughs) say that was my thing. I remember just like, I always tell this story. I I just remember hearing like, did you eat your Brussels sprouts? And I remember thinking like, I hate Brussels sprouts. I've never even seen them. I just hated them (laughs) from the way that I remember hearing it on Sesame Street. And so when I was 18 shopping with a friend and she grew up around fresh food, she's getting asparagus. And I'm over there like, what is that? Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I went right into Sesame Street mode. And she's like, no, this is asparagus. <laughs> and those are Brussels sprouts. And they're really good. <laughs> and so is asparagus. And I'm like, I had no idea with either one of them was and had never tasted them and I love them to this day you know love them to this day and so is you that know, friend still in your life yeah absolutely you know she she's Does like she make she, fun of you now all the time she's so shocked <laughs> that you know my life has turned into what it is but it's like 
you know, it, it's awesome. And even like beats, like right now, I'm still growing up, you know? Patrice has been able to, uh, we always say she's been able to beat a beat down my throat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can, can get a beat yeah. down my throat because I also realized that um, you can choose vegetables. I didn't even know that. I was an adult not even knowing that or, or just having access to that. You know, we had Kool-Aid and sugar all our lives. You know, that was that. That was like be happy to have a, a jug of Kool-Aid. And, the, the, you know, that was what it was. And, and I began to raise my kids just like that. You know, and now it's like we got a jug of fresh juice in there. And, you know, we juiced it all. And look at this, like, you know, appreciate it so much more. And you take beet and carrots, juice them together, and they make this really pretty, bright yes. pink color. It's yes. amazing. Yes, yes. And, and then, it's so good for you. And right, and also learning the uh, nutritional value of it, you know, because it's beyond the palate, you know, um, the nutritional value of it because I just... I mean, I love the look at a beet. It's pretty, everything it does. But also, I didn't like the way it tastes because I feel like, oh, it's a, it's a root crop. It tastes like dirt, you know, and everything. But I've learned to um, appreciate the nutritional value. I'm anemic, you know. I have anemia, and they're really good for me in that sense. And so now when I'm drinking beets, and I'd rather drink them than eat them, so now when I'm drinking beets, even if for a second I don't like the taste, now my mind is overpowered with the nutritional value of the need, you know? And so being able to communicate that on my own experiences to not only youth, just customers that come in the store, I can get them to now try beets, you know? You've even got the, the enthusiasm Yeah, you it. know? Yep. And so, I mean, and it's, and it's real and it's the truth, you know, even with kids. I'm like, even if you don't like it, you got to know you don't like it now. I one, thought one I bite. didn't like Brussels sprouts. I had never tried <laughs> it, you know? And so now they're like, you know, oh yeah, I do like it. Or, you know, they're like, oh, I don't like cucumbers. And I'm like, well, but if you drink it, and they're like, oh, this tastes good. Can we add cucumbers to, you know, so all of that great yeah so all right that leads us to what is next um I, a question for you though about about the food part of it because the business part of it i know you've got some stuff um have you done fermentation i have not did you have you not worked with chef pete on that no so chef pete is amazing oh, i'm glad you brought him up uh so chef pete has been instrumental in teaching me more so about um fruit preservation oil curing mm -hmm. and just pickling so fermentation is next <laughs> those are some of the um, sessions that we're going to offer going into 2024 and so I am going to be learning under him and then as I learn then now offering them to the community so that we all can learn together I would I would love to participate yes. in those because I am a huge fermentation fan and that gets into the funk and controlled decomposition of vegetables and it's mm -hmm. just this whole other world and you get all kinds of other nutritional elements from it so i'm mm. so excited for you to yes, learn that yes, i want to yes. hear all about that yes so you just excited me even more yeah. so yes that, yep. that's exciting so that's next absolutely okay. and increased uh, partnerships with um all kinds of organizations we have a partnership with cafe momentum as you said with chef pete with their educational side uh, their youth 
uh, their participants, they come on to our sites to learn to grow and for their community give back days. So we plan to increase that into a workforce development program. We also plan to move. Oh, so Farmer Girl Ave is... Which is the business. Which is the business, the yes. Because I'm jumping back and forth. Gotcha. Yes. Sorry, the, it's yeah. the retail store. So, yes, the retail gotcha. store. Yes, Farmer Girl Ave. We will be moving, um, hopefully in 2024. It might be more so 2025, but it could be 2024. Um, we will see. We have uh, located a new... Uh, building for us to move into. I will be owning this spot. We are in the very early disposition stages of it. But um, but you're comfortable excited. enough to say it out loud. I am comfortable enough to say it out loud in front of people. Yes. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about that because uh, that will allow for us to be like right in the community that uh, I started in and uh, that I live in and uh, one of our farms is in. And so, and it's like, everything's all on one street. And so that's exciting uh, for us. The community is gonna be a parking lot. We have just so many plans for this space. Uh, we actually have a site visit this coming Friday to um, hopefully get some drawings drawn up over the weekend to go on. So yeah. Um, so that's next for Farmer Girl Ed, the, the retail um, part of the business. For Out of the End, lots of big plans there. Um, as you know, or if you don't know, we were just awarded actually two amazing grants um i do know okay. our listeners might not know okay awesome sauce so uh <laughs> one of the grants was actually um an avenues of hope grant through the ura and um that is a little less than fifty thousand dollars that we um have been awarded we didn't receive it yet we hope to uh, receive it uh sometime next year and um that is going to allow us to um, do a lot of things, including some infrastructure for our urban farms. You know, maybe like, I can't even think off the top of my head what that grant exactly for, but it's more, it's a lot of infrastructure, so infrastructure and signage. Like, yeah, yeah, all types of things. Signage, you know? uh, yeah. irrigation systems. All type, yes, house. all of that, yes. yes. We are going to really beef up our, our farms. We're like so excited. And then we were also just awarded um, a about a little over a week ago, um, a USDA grant, another a little less than $50,000 grant. Um, and that is also another infrastructure grant. And so that is going to, you know, really make sure that we have every single solitary thing that we need to make sure that our hoop houses are up and functioning properly. And um, we, cre we plan to put up um, some more fencing for, uh, we have chickens now. And, you know, so we can increase that. We escape were going to artist chickens. Yeah. Escape artist chickens, you know that. <laughs> and, um, you know, just signage, uh, a pergola for outside, uh, classroom teaching, uh, refrigeration for outside, harvesting materials, all types of things in order to safely do programming. So we are super excited about those two grants to catapult us to another level which will help us extend our growth season and start it early and then it all just kind of connects 
to even the business side of Farmer Girl Ed because on the sites, we are teaching you how to focus on just, if it's just uh, tomatoes that you want to focus on, then we will teach you how to grow so many different varieties of tomatoes. Or if it's green beans, then let us teach you how to be the green bean king, you know? And so just to help people focus, especially our youth on one thing, if that's what they want to do, and then learn how to maybe turn that into a business. So we're, you know, hopefully turning into a workforce development agricultural program to help the community even more it's really interesting because it's like you're learning it and then immediately turning around and being like hey look what i did and you can do this and then you're on to the next step then you're teaching it immediately so you're like you're not going through like learning everything and then passing on you're passing it on immediately and you know what and i know and that and i and i get a little bit like iffy with it but it's like that part of it is so important for me because I'm like listen I don't need to keep all of this information and I'm always you know I always make it very clear like hey we're learning this together I make sure the community knows you know like this is how much I know this is what it is but come on let's do this together there's no reason for me to you know get all of this information and then you know I don't know I feel like when I meet people like that and, and, and like you, I feel like it adds so much credibility to your expertise because you're like, I don't know everything, but I know this. Right. And I'm still learning this and I'm going to tell you about it once I know about it. I mean, I, I just love the way that I, I love that flow of information, how it just goes through you. Yeah. I th- yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I do question it, you know, a little bit, but again, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just like. Well, hey, this is working for me. So, you know, come on, you know, come on in. Um, You know, I I don't want to move with a sense of urgency, but there is a, there's just a sense of urgency or, or maybe excitement, all of that wrapped up in just wanting the community to thrive. You know, I really, really want that. You know, I just, I just do. I feel like that that's my purpose and... That. We didn't even get to talk about your being an author. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. You get two, one book, maybe two books now. So I'm actually working on the second one right okay. now. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's <laughs> discover that really quick, quickly. That I love that part of my life. You know? See, that's why it's yeah. important for me to be okay. in the community because, like, that that's the me. You know, like that. I am. I'm an educator, you know, all of those things. And so um, becoming an author was a dream. And it's amazing to have become an author with the community, with little kids. Yeah, so uh, the book is called Tomato, Tomato, How Do You Grow? And I wrote that book with a group of toddlers from a learning center called A Peace of Mind located right in Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. I've been working with those youth since they were just months old, just months old, and then turned into a year where they would just play in soil and then learned how to identify different seeds and plant, germinating them and planting them. And to this day, they have three different gardens. Uh, They're little growers. All of the words in the book is based off of 
all of their raw reactions to us growing when they would go on to the the spaces what they would say and we just wrote a book that explained their interactions with growing and so it, it's amazing it's fun we're on to a second book we are trying to aiming to release um a series but each spring to release a new vegetable yeah i want to become the dr seuss of the agriculture world <laughs> You know, it's all about rhyming and colors and, you know, making sense of how to grow with fun. So, yeah. Great. Looking Thanks. forward to those new books and, and looking forward to the next you know, adventures of Farmer Girl Lab. Thanks. Oh, that could be a book. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. All right. Well, I guess we're out of time. Thank you so much. It's always such a joy to talk with you. And I appreciate you being on my podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And it's always a joy to be with you. I always love you. You literally are the best. Bowling Spoon is written, produced, and hosted by me, Shelley Danko Day. Copy editing by Carolyn Ristow. Details review. Original theme song was written and performed by Paul Labrise and Friends. You can listen to With Bowl and Spoon anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us and send us questions or messages on Facebook and Instagram or on our website, withbowlandspoon.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>